Hey guys, if you enjoy this episode, please support our podcast by going to talkmurder.com slash join and becoming a Talco Supremo. Hey, Detective John, I am wondering if you've ever heard of the Phoebe Hanzuck case. Well, without going too far down this rabbit hole, Phoebe was 24, a beautiful woman from Australia who met her horrifying fate at the bottom of a garbage chute. Ultimately, the case was ruled a suicide, but when the prime suspect is the son of a retired Supreme Court judge, well, you can pretty much get away with anything. Just ask his 49-year-old cocaine-dealing daughter who landed community service after four drug convictions. Anyways, this case will not only make your head spin, but there's also a huge twist at the end. Call it a bombshell, rather. More like a howitzer shell, perhaps. Anyways, I love this podcast, and I hope that you can help blow this case out of the water. Abby. Well, Abby, Detective John is at your service. You ready, boys? All right, light the fuse. Ready? Aim. Fire in the hole! Ah, shit. We go. I said, oh Lord Jesus, it's a fire. <laughs> so I just want to start tonight out with a couple of shout outs. Shout out to our newest Supremo, Lauren S, and a makeup shout out for Lauren M. I do apologize if we missed your shout out. So. Lauren M got lost in the holiday shuffle, I think. Yes, I think so. So please stop crying yourself to sleep. It made me sad when I saw that. And Lauren H, we totally shouted you out, so don't say we didn't. I know we did. You've we know just where been you a live. long time Supremo, so it just feels like it's been a while. And I also just want to shout out all of our longtime Supremos who have been with us since we started the Supremo thing. Yeah, so. they've been um I mean they've helped pick out the newest shirts. All right, Nicole, read that. Hey, guys, both Nicole and Jen just texted me saying, "Ugh, what a day. I seriously can't wait to get behind the mics tonight. I'm feeling it, too. I may grab a beer or maybe even 12 flights of beer. Luckily, tonight's story is not rubbish, but a fascinating and extremely heated case of murder or suicide. Know the story or want to take a guess to get shouted out on tomorrow's episode? Comment below. Detective John, Taco PD. So dumpster juice is what we're drinking tonight. And that is vodka, rum, Midori, raspberry liqueur, cranberry juice, pineapple juice, and orange juice. And it looks gross. Well, that's why we have it in the these little concealed cups that Sarah got us, so we can't see how gross it looks. But mm. let's take a sip. It's a good thing there's a lot of booze in that. I mean, it's really sweet. It's good. It's not bad. It's no. definitely not. I think I like, like it better than the last drink we had. All right. Nicole, where are we going? Who are we killing? Okay, Jen, go first. Based on the hints of rubbish and flights... I think we're going to London and someone disrupted the pigeons during this crime (laughs) and it was in public and uh, yeah, they disturbed the pigeons and uh, we don't know whether or not the victim was 
uh, murdered or died by suicide. So what made you think we were going to London? The word rubbish. Oh, okay. I was like, well, that's the only clue that would take me there. Um, so that's a good guess. Rubbish. Who else uses rubbish? I guess anyone could use it. I think we are doing a story tonight about a um, uh, what's the appropriate word for a someone who collects garbage? Garbage collector is that the right word? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I trash believe, man. Yeah, woman. yeah, that works too. I think that we are talking about a garbage collector who, um, who that's their occupation is found dead in their home prior when they missed work and. It's in being investigated on whether it's a murder or a suicide. All right. Let's see what people say. Rose. Hey, Rose. Uh, thanks that this is uh, us talking about the staircase episode with Kathleen Peterson. And she said, it's not an owl. Um, let's see. And then I said, I actually like the owl theory, but I think he was guilty. Rose says she 100% agrees. Tony says, hmm. My guess is the Jerome Roberts case from the 50s. Ooh, Sophia says Epstein. Oh, oh I am not touching that story. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we did Boys on the uh, Tracks. We're still alive. Holy shit. <laughs> As of now. As of now. I want this podcast to be successful. <laughs> um, Andrea says German Wings. What is that? I don't know. I don't know either. So it's definitely um, not that. Abby posts a giphy of the office. Well, she knows what it is. Yeah, she knows what it is. Oh, That's does Kevin she? zipping his mouth and eating the key. Kevin is the best LMAO. Yes, Kevin is awesome. Kevin from the office. Yeah. He was on some commercial I saw the other day. It was like an Office Depot commercial. Mm. It was oh, something really? like, wow. Oh, like being from the office and being yeah. in Office Depot. Or maybe that was Milton from, um, I don't know. Yeah, so those are really good guesses. Um, is there anyone, any doubt further? I thought I saw the guy that plays Oscar, too, on a commercial recently. I think you're right. For Hertz, maybe, or something? I think you're right. I feel like I remember seeing him recently. I can't believe someone thought we were doing Epstein. (laughs) I mean, I could see that. I was thinking that, too, initially, the Uh, whole murder versus suicide. That would have been a very topical case. Mm. All right. Well, tonight's surprise shot goes to myself. Well, does it go to Abby? Because Abby knows. (laughs) Well, this story is for Abby. This is her request. Abby! Oh, also. So I'm going to take it for myself. (laughs) I'm just kidding. You can have half of this prize shot dedication, Abby. So shout out to Jenna for getting 19 of 42 facts that we posted today on the article on the Facebook page. So good job. You blew our serial killer minds. What were they? Oh, we're not serial killers, but. Um, They they were. It was like, yeah, yeah, they were. They were pretty hard. So she got 19. Yeah. Also, tonight we are going to be hearing from Dr. Will the Pill. He's, <laughs> he, he is contributing some things to tonight's episode oh. because he is a doctor of pharmacy and we're going to be talking about some drugs tonight. If you guys don't know, Dr. Will has a podcast run in the TalkoCast network called Quackery that with I produce you. with me. Well, I'm just the host. I'm just the Co-host. I'm you're, like you guys. Yeah, you're – I wouldn't say it that way. No, I, no. Yeah, because that's kind of degrading. I didn't mean like that, but I'm like you guys where I don't do the I, story. Just, you commentate. I, I com- would, commentate. I would, say, I would say you co-host and you produce Oh, it. yeah. So I, I'm the co-host and producer of Quackery, so be sure to t- 
type Quackery in whatever podcasting app you use and subscribe and leave us a great review for that. So we're going to be hearing from him tonight. Hey, Will. I will. We killed another bottle. Surprise shots. Surpri- oh, I don't like that. I got to start over. <clears throat> I think you need to tune those things. They, they seem like they're getting a little flat. Surprise shots. Surprise shots. We don't know what they are because they're a surprise. Cheers, friends. Clear liquor scares me. Cheers. Cheers. Is that the blueberry vodka? It oh. is. That was not bad. I liked the peach one last time better. Yeah. I wonder how many shots we've taken in total this podcast. Because our earlier Over episodes, 100. we were doing two shots, sometimes yeah. three. We, this is our 113th episode. So, That's on iTunes. Yeah, well, over 100. <laughs> I'd, well, I'd venture to guess around 350. Between all of us. Or each. 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 Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Which is funny, because before this podcast, I hadn't had a shot since, like, college. <laughs> but, you know. Loser. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, before we started this podcast, I hadn't had a shot in, like, three weeks. <laughs> I'm still young, okay? Oh, my God. But, uh, not anymore. I know. It's my last year of my 20s. You're doing okay. You're doing okay. That clock be ticking. You're going to get over it. It's fine. <laughs> Speaking of you, you're 34. You're going to be 34 so? next month. Yeah, but guys are, are infinitely hey, fertile. listen. doesn't matter Hugh for me. Hefner I guess. got a girl pregnant at 80-something years old. My, I'm going to have semen. Until I'm on my deathbed, and probably even a few days after that, I'll be making semen. So, congratulations. I'm good. That's gross. You're gross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, tacos. We have a brand new 2020 shirt design. Did we talk mm, about this? Yeah, we did. We sold That's tickets it. to our Columbia show. Hey, okay, enough pushing. Let's go. <laughs> I'm I'll so, push y'all out of here. All right, tonight we are going to December 2nd. Okay. 2000 and... 19. 2010. <laughs> December 2nd, 2010, 7.09 p.m. All right, we're going to St. Kilda Road. Island. Huh? Rhode Island. No. Oh, I thought you were saying <laughs> right. Yeah, right I out. thought you were pausing St. Kilda Road and pausing for we me. Are going like, That's a town in Rhode Island. We are going to an island, though. Ireland. We're going to the Balenci apartment, which is a luxury apartment. Oh, you could say. Where all the more expensive blokes live. London town. No. Australia. Yay. Oh. Oh. Hey, shout out oh, to everyone in yeah. Australia. Shout out. Thanks, yeah. Jazz, for letting us know you're okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was going to ask about that. We've got, a, quite, we've got quite a few, but Jazz was commenting on something recently, and she said she's doing okay, but there's a lot of wildfires, yeah, and they're praying that, for rain. Where did that come from, just because it's so dry out there right now? Yeah, it's the, it's the weather. All right, so we're going to the Balencia Apartments. It's kind of a luxury upscale apartments there in uh, Australia. Let me show you a picture. I like how we can say for Australia that we this is one of our favorite places to do stories instead of sarcastically saying it's one of our favorite places to do stories, which would be Canada. So here's where it's at down here. I really think that they're not going to let me in if I try to go. 
So right uh, on the coast. Yeah, right on the coast. Of uh does it say Perth? Mm, no, I don't think it's Perth. I I'm not sure. Yeah, these are them right there. Valencia. Ooh. Oh, wow. Ooh, oh, oh, you need to be of have the finest quality of Holy life. Holy shit. Ah, $485 per week. week. Yeah, I mean this. So here's the thing and you and you need um uh they, uh, actually, you have to have a door pass, a door uh, fob to get in. Oh, that's like, uh, that's like sixteen hundred dollars a month. Pretty nice. Yeah, yeah, that's not that's not that bad. I guess six hundred and sixty five dollars a week is not expensive to you guys. You For guys two just bedrooms. Rich I only need on one podcasting. Here. I only need one bedroom. I used to pay this amount a month for an apartment. That's a I, lot of money it, for an apartment. In, yeah, in, it tra- is. in Charleston, that's pretty normal. In in Charleston, I mean, you think about it in monthly yeah. rates. That's that's about that's, that's half about a month normal. All right, guys, we don't need any more support from you guys because apparently we no, have some rich I'm just people saying here. that's no, I'm poor. I'm I'm ju- no, I'm saying life is expensive. That's all. All right, this is December second, two thousand and ten. Now, it's about 7.09 um, p.m., okay? The maid, her name is Miss B. Yeah. Caveat on the prices. I do not know what the tr- difference between the Australian dollar is to ours. So me saying that that is reasonable may not actually be accurate. The maid, Miss Beetle, B-E-T-U-L, Olza, or o- Oslup, Oslo. 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 O-Z-L-U-P, Ozloop, is 7.09, and she's going to the garbage disposal with a broom. There was a fire alarm that went off actually twice that day, and from what I figured out, because I really couldn't figure out why a fire alarm would keep going off in an apartment and what it has to do with a garbage disposal, but apparently the fire alarm is linked to the garbage disposal, so I guess she just took a broom out there because maybe it got overflowed or something. So she's she's actually in what they call the uh, refuse. In an apartment like this. Oh, where there's like you, you walk have the down trash the hall. You- yeah, exactly. You walk down the hall and instead of walking all the way down and going out to the dumpster like we southerners do or just throw the trash on your porch and hope the raccoons take it away. You walk into the reminds <laughs> <laughs> me of that guy commercial. It's out right now. Yes. Or like or those massive amount of cockroaches in that house that you mm-hmm. are predicting mm-hmm. I'm gonna own. Well, like, I was the, just, the, like the trash just starts to like crawl crawl uh, away. <laughs> uh, well, like I was just picturing your room when I was thinking. Oh uh, so you walk in the hall, and there's slow. these little slow. square things that you pull open. Because my room is not dirty. It's They're just messy. a meter off the ground. Okay, so mm-hmm. tonight we got to convert meters to feet, which sucks. But they're one meter off the ground. You pull it open. It's kind of like, a, you know, one of those things at the library where you put your books in? Or yeah. better yet, uh, the post office like yeah. in the city, you drop your mail in. A mailbox? I thought they were called post offices. No, the post office is the building. No, I know that, but I was—I thought it was like mobile post office. No, and there aren't any of these. (laughs) There aren't any mailboxes where we live. No, there aren't. That's not a southern thing. You have to go to the post office. We don't have them, and down here, anyway, you walk into the hall, and then you pull this little latch, and this little thing comes down. You know, like a door, a compactor. Yeah, exactly. So you put your trash in there. It goes down, and I'm gonna show you the chute. Here, actually, let me show you right now. Oh, if there's a body in there, so help me God. What are you going to do, Jen? Walk away? Because I'm telling you, there is a body in there. <laughs> Just kidding. There's no body in there. Okay, 
So this is the actual one in the Valencia apartments. So it goes down. That, that looks like a drawing. This is a drawing. Like the engineered engineering. Thing. Yeah. You so guys don't laugh it goes at my jokes down, anymore. No one laughs at my jokes anymore. It goes all the way down here. So you guys understand that. And I actually looked up more how they worked. And I'll show you a YouTube video in a second. But let's move on. So she goes to clean up whatever's blocking the trash and causing this fire alarm to go off. And she pushes open the door, but it's stuck. We've done like 10 cases like this. What's behind the door, Jen? A body. (laughs) (laughs) Door number one. It's always a body behind the door. So she turns the key and she tries to push, but it's like, oh, oh, shit, something's up there. It must be a lot of trash. Jen must have finally cleaned out her her room. (laughs) (laughs) My room is not dirty. It's just messy. (laughs) Oh, oh shit. <laughs> there was a body down there, and the body was of 24 year old Phoebe Hanzuck. Here's a picture of her right here. Nicole, where can people go if they want to see pictures of this story? Go to talkmurder.com. <laughs> Yeah, I thought she was going to say Google. I was going to say Google. <laughs> I almost did. And then, you know what I was, I will say, but I was at work today and one of um, one of the people who listens to the podcast, he's listened, gone back and listened to every single episode. Oh, that's awesome. He was like, how do I become a Supremo? You got to send me that link. I was like, dude, we say it every episode. Go to talkmore.com yeah. slash join. He's like, oh, right, right, right. Uh, I, like, I say it actually we, twice. We say it like every <laughs> right in the front and then right at the end. <laughs> You're getting it in the front and the rear, bud. <laughs> I just thought it was hilarious. Like, send me the link. Uh. <laughs> I'm just going to call her Phoebe. I'll probably call her Phoebe. She's very pretty. Uh, yeah, she's she very pretty. Very, very pretty. She's 24 years old. And this is her boyfriend. At the time, I believe he's 43. So Ooh. he's a lot older. I mean, you can see yeah. the age How old was she? Here. How old did you She's say? 24. Ooh. When she died. So she was in the... So far, not looking good for the boyfriend. Well, this story is for Abby, and she sent me this long thing about the story, and she basically asked the question, is it a murder or was it a suicide? So Hard to be a suicide if you're in the trash chute. Yeah. Uh, Not necessarily. Okay, how about this? How about this? Don't... Say what you really think until I lay out all the facts. You can ask all these questions. Ask me any questions you want about the story. How many questions? I know it front to back. But wait to the end to see if you think it's a murder or suicide. All right. All right. All right. Deal. At the bottom of the garbage chute is 24-year-old Phoebe. Okay. She was obviously dead. Now, no one knows how long she's been there. Or, you know, we have a good idea of how long she's been there. But there was a pool of blood all around her body. And it's a pretty tight space. Now. So she was found not necessarily stuck in the chute, but in the actual trash cans at the bottom. You see that box right above the bins? Yep. Okay. That is where she was. Okay. So, so she, she didn't actually make it into the yeah, bins. So if you go to Talk Murder and see what I'm talking about, you'll see an illustration of the, the chute. She falls all the way down from the 12th floor. That was the hint, 12 flights. Ah. From the 12th floor, she falls all the way down, and she hits the bottom, and in that thing right there, that, that box right above the bins, mm-hmm. is a, a garbage compactor, which is basically a big-ass blade that mm. shreds the, the garbage up. 
Okay. Now, ooh, she fell and so the blood. Hmm. There was a pool and of blood, but she was cut from. Or, the, excuse me, from the compactor. Exactly. Here, read this, Nicole. So she could have fallen in. So she would have fallen in there very fresh or that could have been what killed her. The immediately uh, the immediate cause of Phoebe's death was exsanguination. What Jen said, following a severe injury to her right leg based on the intri- based on the inferences drawn from the evidence of Miss Olslup, who found Phoebe between 706 and 709 p.m. And the ambulance officers who later arrived on the ground floor refuse point (sighs) refuse room at a point in time, not before 727 p.m. See also exhibit 15 B. The police crime scene notes, which suggests at the time of suggest. Fuck me. I cannot. All right. Just let me read it. All right. Phoebe had been in the same position following her discovery for a minimum period of 18 minutes. That is before the ambulance officers arrived. Okay, so her cause of death was not the fall. Hmm. But she was alive when she fell. Hmm. That's going to be very important. Her right foot was completely severed off. Completely gone. So what did she die from? Loss of blood. Loss of blood, hemorrhaging. Oof, that's awful. She was alive when she fell down there. Yeah, and we're going into that second. But um, or jumped. The garbage chute was a is a galvanized steel tubing, and it goes all the way down. There was a blade, and that was a hydraulic compactor that severed her foot. The compactor did do an emergency halt, which we're going to talk about here in a little bit. And she crawled around the uh, the the floor of that uh, bin there, looking for an exit. And she bled to death. So the Mm. first question I have, because this story, 99.9% of people who follow this story thinks it's a murder. Okay. And I'm not saying I don't, but I wanted to come at it objectively and not learn anything about the boyfriend, the history or whatever. I wanted to first know, number one, if it's possible for a human to even crawl in that thing, because it's a lot harder than you think. You know, and number two, how long she was down there to begin with. Is there are, are you considering that there might be a third option between murder, suicide and just accident? Uh, I don't know if you can accidentally go down a garbage chute. Well, uh, so I'm thinking like what if she was trying to throw something in and it was heavy yes. and it got caught on her. That's shirt a good or that's a good point. There are three. Most people think murder and suicide, but there are three possibilities here. Murder, suicide, and quote from the coroner's report, tragic accident. Now, the best – here's the thing about the story. 99% of people believe that it was a murder, and I see why. But you got to understand you – most of the people that uh, follow true crime and they hear these stories and and they look in the media, it's kind of like that Brooke Skyler Richardson. You know, they see the – I call it the chicken skin. You know how the good chicken skin, mm. you know, nice it tastes crispy. good, but mm. it's not the meat of the story. The meat is in the reading, the, the coroner's inquest and all that stuff, mm-hmm. which I'm putting on Talk Murder. It's an 83-page document. Wow. If you really want to know the story, you got to read all 83 pages. Wow. So See, but we also know from previous cases that the coroner report may not always be 100% <laughs> reliable. Yeah. True. Boys on tracks. Okay, now this is uh, from Slate Magazine. The first question I had when I was researching this story is, how long does it take to die if your foot has been severed? 
Okay, and it Good says question. So it talks about the what was it 127 hours the guy that got oh, his arm God, cut. Oh God, yeah, so, that's hard to watch. Yeah. So if yeah, not, if you get your arm severed or your leg severed, probably a lot of people already probably know, but immediately take whatever clothing you got or find whatever you can and wrap it above the um the you know the the wound if it's not fully severed then above where it's cut because you want to stop the blood flow and and she didn't die from the fall she died from the blood flow leaving her body right the the hemorrhaging so this uh, article actually says quote there are two arteries in your foot if you sever one of them and are unable to staunch the flow of blood you could die within 30 minutes wow the uh the experts on this case claim she had died within a 17-minute period. Mm. That's not saying that she was down there only 17 minutes before the maid found her. Right. That's just saying that she had to be down there that long. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. At least 17 minutes. So not only did she fall 12 flights of stairs and she got her foot severed off, between 17 and 30 minutes she was alive. And it's completely dark in there. And there is an exit. There's a small door, okay? But hmm. she couldn't find it. And the reason that we know that she was alive, and this is extremely important, is because all around the bin where she ended up, there was blood smears everywhere of her trying to find her way out. So she oh. was crawling around, Good bleeding grief. out in the complete darkness, trying to find her way out in in a pool of her own blood because the blood has got nowhere else to go. Gotcha. It was... Like what, you know, we say pool of blood all the time. This was literally a pool Ew. because it was a small space and she was literally swimming in it because there was out. nowhere else for the blood to go. There were transfer stains on the lower portion of the wall in proximity to her legs. The floor towards her feet was heavily smeared with blood, amongst which were numerous swipe marks with apparent toe impressions. There was significant staining to the floor of the ground refuse room with the staining observed consistent with an individual with bleeding injuries dragging themselves in a clockwise direction around the room. So she fell – she was living on the 12th floor and that's where she fell? Yes, exactly. She was living on the 12th floor. Yeah, so this this right here is the uh, apartment compactor right here. She fall head first or did she fall feet first? See, there we go. That's a very good question. Mm, that Great is a really question, good question. Jen. Because if she fell head first, then it would indicate to me that she was pushed. If she went feet first. Or an accident. Yeah. Or if she went feet first, it would indicate that she crawled in there. Yeah, I'll get to that in just a second. It's a very good question. Hmm. Which would make me think if her foot was the thing that got sliced, maybe it was feet first. Yeah. Because it's not a very big space. Although somebody... Could have carried her and shoved her, shoved her in. I mean, pushing makes more sense for it to be a murder. But if she was alive, then yeah. But we know she was alive, so mm -hmm. so unless maybe she was drugged, and then they put her in that way because I feel like. Oh, so this is your fire discharge. Yeah. So th there's a fire discharge in there. Something gets stuck or start smoking, 
or someone throws a flaming bag of poop, dog poop down there, it's going to trigger the fire alarm. Because the first questions I had was... He called the shit poop. <laughs> was why is the fire alarm going off so many times in this damn apartment? I mean, fire alarm goes off and everyone has Jeez. to leave. Yeah. yeah, it's fucking... I don't think that happens very often. Shut down the entire shoe as well and it gets over 165. Now, this door will shut at the same time because they both have fusible links to them. So she uh, fell down... Here, as you see in the video, she fell into this thing. Now, this thing right here is the blade, the compactor. This first. This spits out the trash into the bins. So she's in here. You see the door? Yeah. So she's got her bloody blood everywhere, and there's smears of her trying to find her way out. Okay, he also says there's about a 10-second delay when something falls down there. So... We'll talk about this in a minute, but the garbage composer or, gar- or garbage compactor was on a, um, an automatic setting, which means if it detects something is not supposed to cut down, it'll stop immediately. Okay, if it's a manual setting, it would have grinded her all up, but it was on automatic setting. But it takes about ten seconds, ten seconds of noticing there's weight in the compactor before it to start. So she actually fell and got about ten seconds before it came in. In my my understanding correctly, which I believe it is. Once the photo is blocked for 10 seconds, it will start by itself. And stop by itself. That's a pretty scary scenario. Yeah. Um, very scary scenario. So anyway, Jen's question was, how did she fall down? Uh, feet first, head first, what? She, yeah. I'm sorry. I just had something to add to that scary scenario comment. Okay. Um, I mean, especially it would be scary if you think, you know, you had if she was alive and she it didn't start right away and you're like, oh, OK, I made it. And then all of a sudden, like you panic because now all of a sudden your foot's been severed off and the thing is grinding and you're trying to fight your way out. So like it would mm. like for, like so you go from this fight or flight, you're falling down this chute and then you land and it doesn't go on right away. And you're like, OK, so you kind of get a second to catch your breath. And then all of a sudden it's like a horror scene. The grandfather is a retired police detective of mm-hmm. Phoebe, and he came and he was like, okay, this is definitely fishy. So he actually reconstructed the entire scenario with two of her friends that are about the same build, same weight, same height, same everything. They turned the compactor off. The no, first. no. Yeah. Well, the <laughs> first time. <laughs> Please, dear God, do not try this at home. <laughs> Suicide and murder. <laughs> the The first time they had a safety harness on them and the second time they actually built their own, but it wasn't a garbage disposal. It was just the chute because the chute is a meter off the ground, which I'm about to show you. Right. And so they wanted to see if it was possible. And that was the first question I had. Is it even possible for someone to crawl in there? That's the main question, because if it is impossible to climb in there yourself, case closed, murder. But if there, if it is possible that she did it herself, that changes everything. You guys understand that, right? Yeah. That's the first question I had. And so he did his own expert study, or he did his own experiments with it. I'm going to show you that now. Go talk com. I'm putting the jiffies up there for you. Okay, do you see the shoot? Yeah. Yeah, so this is the chute right here. This is a meter off the ground. It's, it's tiny. It kind of looks bigger on the thing, but that's it. And it's probably I'm a, like four by four. I could see that being hard to crawl into yourself. 
Depends on how far it opens and what angle yeah. it opens. Yeah. In. Do you see her? Yeah. I mean, look how tight that is to get in there. It's pretty. It takes some some skill. Now so, she. Sorry. She, were there no CCTV cameras? Was there no footage? There, there was. There was CCTV. There, there is a little bit of footage. So she gets in there like that. Feet first, uh, back towards the garbage chute. So she goes down feet the, the first. Friend or Phoebe or both. Both. Okay. She's doing exactly like oh, Phoebe like, did it. Okay. Yeah. Because Phoebe fell down feet first with her back like that. But if, there's a couple things to notice. There's no handholds, Harley. I mean, look, she's struggling to get in there. Yeah. Like absolutely struggling. It is a much tighter hold than I thought it would yeah. be. Yeah. Yeah, and this is her right here. You see her going down there even more. I mean, it, it takes a lot to get down there. And she finally sits on it like that. And, and this girl is I mean, look slender at that. As look well. at that. Look Very. at that fit. Yeah. That's what I was saying. It's like you go to your local library where you put the books in yeah. and yeah. try to put yourself in that motherfucker. No, because then that, I'd get arrested. It's about <laughs> the same damn size. I thought yeah. trash chutes were, in general, were bigger. Like, yeah. I thought you could yeah. fit a pizza box comfortably in there. Yeah. And yeah. No, you cannot. Yeah, exactly. This is, it's look small. at her. I mean, this is a whole production just to get down there. That seems like a very... And then this elaborate is the, way to kill yourself if that's yeah. how you want to go. And this, also, like, you, it took a while to get in there comfortably, so you would have to make sure that no one is yeah. coming. The experiment that you're seeing is the exact replica. He actually went to the manufacturer, and they built him the exact replica, replica, exact uh, meter, exact centimeters off the ground, the same width, everything. That's the same thing you're seeing right now from the manufacturer. Wow. Okay, that's very important. And uh, somebody asked if there was CCTV. Yes, there was. But let me get to that in one second. Also, I want to throw in there that the local news uh, crew went to the same apartment and they threw sheep carcasses down there to see what would happen to the sheep carcasses. Mm -hmm. Just throwing that in there. Oh, to see like what the consistency of how like to test the blades. All right. Let me tell you about the initial investigation. So the maid finds the body at 7.09 p.m. Mm-hmm. Okay, the initial investigation and the police get a lot of shit for this case. Despite the homicide squad's swift and now officially vindicated conclusion that there was nothing to see here, the former detective sergeant believed from the start that something wasn't right about the way his granddaughter died. Hmm. The cops get there, the body's on the ground, they instruct the paramedics not to check for signs of life. Okay. What? The, it's a horrific scene. Okay. And that's all over the the newspapers. That's the first thing you see. You think it's like almost conspiratorial because it's, oh, there's no, don't even check for signs of life. Let's not even go that far. This from the coroner's inquest actually saying why they were refused to check the pulse. Concerning the evidence that an ambulance officer was not permitted into the refuse room to examine Phoebe for signs of life, Detective Sergeant Butterworth. <laughs> That's a great name. Butterworth. That made me want to eat pancakes. Yeah. Because yeah. like, his name is like in every page. I'm like, dude, I want some pancakes right now. So bad. Detective Sergeant Butterworth had not arrived at the scene by the time this event took place. By the time of his arrival, 8.46 p.m., it seemed clear that everyone present had the strong view that she was deceased. Because remember, I mean, she could have been down there since 2 p.m. But, I mean, she was dead, you know. But, but the I mean, me- well, I want to say the reason I'm bringing this up is because 
if you look at any news news article on Daily Mail or any of those things, as always, police didn't even check for signs of life, you know, and they refused. They the paramedic was refused to check. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I mean, you get to a scene and it's like obvious you, that she's dead. You know what I'm saying? I I mean, I get that to an ex to an extent. But it seems weird that no one would formally pronounce her dead. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's just part of the process. Not that she needs to be attempted to be revived, but that somebody needs to be like, yep, she's dead. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. estimated time, you know, time is this. Yeah. I feel like that's just a natural procedure. All right, let me let me run through Phoebe's background real quick before we talk about all the blood that was found in her apartment. Oh. Okay, so she was a pretty talented artist. <laughs> so that took a turn. <laughs> yeah, like what the hell? Can we drink some more, guys? I had a really long day. Sure. All right, let's talk about Phoebe's background. Wait, can I tell you a story that you might enjoy? Just, are take, you serious? Yes, it'll take you thirty <laughs> seconds. So today, I think that the kids are really starting to take a liking to me because. Today I was walking down the hallway and um, I had my head down just because I was thinking nothing was wrong. And one of the students says, "Miss Collins, are you okay?" I said, "Yeah." They said, "Are you sure?" I was like, "Yeah." They're Aww. like, "They're like, do I need to catch a body for you?" And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> what? Yes, yes. And what that the fuck? Ma- that warned my heart that someone would be willing to kill someone for me. I guess. Aww. Aww. Oh, your students are so yeah, sweet. I know. How sweet, right? Oh my god. I thought you'd enjoy that. Cheers to you, kid. Cheers to you. Yeah. Cheers again. Another shot. Ugh. All right, let's talk about Phoebe. Now, she was 24 at the time. She's a very talented artist. Um, she actually went to the CAE College of Art. She fell in love with her art teacher, which we're going to get into in a second, because she likes older men, you know, and that's nothing wrong with that, you know. Nicole likes older Don't men. Don't we all? <laughs> 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 she actually got expelled from that art school, though, Ooh. because she sent him a letter or, excuse me. Is him her teacher? Her teacher. She oh. sent her teacher an email demanding that he have an affair with her. Oh, you don't put that shit in a letter, honey. Um, yeah. You only say that verbally. She was. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Don't put no that evidence. in writing. No evidence. Spoken like a true HR person. Mm. Yeah. Go ahead. And she as, was. As I like to tell my people. If it wasn't in writing, it didn't happen. Yeah. Okay. She was an exercise hound. She was in great shape. If you want to read this. I was going to say that her friend who was reenacting was very slender. Yeah. Well, all right. So Phoebe, just real quick. She actually did like for real six to eight hours of martial arts training a day and got her black belt in two years. Wow. So that's how dedicated and focused Phoebe is. All right. I'm just going to. Continue to eat a little bit as more we take away. shots and fucking go to Taco Bell. <laughs> you guys didn't even go to Taco Bell. You went to Chipotle. Because I wanted to be a little healthy. Jen. And here I am. I came, literally came home with like four items oh. and chips from Taco Bell. Oh, I got I chips too. An entire I, I went with one a bowl. burrito. No, I went with a bowl today, and like they give you more in the bowl than they do in the burrito. Oh shit! Yeah, they do. No, they do. They not. do. They definitely do. They can't fit all that they put in that bowl in a tuba burrito. Yes, they can. They can't. It's the same. Nope, it's not. It is the same. It's not. 
Um, I don't really eat Chipotle. I don't during their time together at and they also have You read this damn thing, would you shit? During their time together at Valencia, Phoebe was very fit and would use the residence gymnasium two or three times per week, depending upon her state. That she walked their dog and rode her a bike consistently, sometimes to work. And that she also walked to and from work, which was also part of her conscious effort to beat her illness. Oh, no. What was her illness? Oh, shit. I didn't know that was in there already. We'll get back to that. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know, because Holy that's shit. important. Having, I know it's important. Having a life-threatening illness, it, that leans you one okay, way. Okay, all right. Let's get into the apartment, shall we? Inside the apartment of her and her boyfriend's house, you see... The English teacher? No, not the English teacher. His name was Anthony Hampel. He was 43 years old. They've been together for two years. He ran an, like an events business, you know, like push and talk murder to me live and stuff like that, mm-hmm. like shows. Mm-hmm. So he ran an event business. Now, they had also broken up four times in the six weeks leading before her death. And what you're seeing right now is some blood. This is Phoebe's blood. This is inside the apartment. Okay. You're also seeing right now, go talk murder.com. Uh, do you see the pillowcase uh, fabric up here that was torn up? Oh. And you also see some glass. It's hard to see on this picture, uh-huh. but there was uh there was two glasses, two there were two wine glasses on the dining table. There was one broken wine glass on the floor. Shame. There was blood, as you saw in that one picture, right there. There was also blood on the computer mouse. There was also blood on the doorway as well. Okay, keep that in mind. So saying that there's blood in the apartment. Does it change your mind? It's definitely, it's suspicious. Um, yeah, I mean, well, that's not like a lot of blood, though. Like, those are little tiny droplets. But there's damage, uh, else, there's ripped pillow and shattered glass. Mm. Signs of a struggle? Yeah, signs of a struggle, but I don't, I wouldn't say there's enough evidence to say there was a murder that happened. Except but she was alive. She was alive when she went down the chute. Right. Oh, yeah. True, I guess. Her handbag and keys were on the table. Now, let me tell you, from her boyfriend's perspective, this is what happened. This is the timeline of events. <coughs> he did it. <coughs> Does he all... have a record? I'll get to him in a minute. I don't want to. I, I want you guys to try to stay objective a little bit oh. as much as you can. Okay. Okay. At 8.30 a.m., this is December 2nd, 2010. This is Thursday. She was sleeping peacefully when he leaves for work that morning. Now, very important, there's key card records of anyone that comes in and out of the building or in the building, right? So you have to have the key card to get into the building. Right. All right. That's all recorded, and those records have been retrieved. Okay. At 8.45, so right after he leaves, she sent some emails on the computer. Now, she's messing around the computer to like 9. At 11.43 a.m., there was a fire alarm, and she is seen on CCTV leaving at 11.43 because of the fire alarm. Here, I'll show you a picture. This is the last known video of her. Walking her dog? You see it's 1144. That's her right there, Phoebe Handstruck. There is a point where she does stumble. I can't really see it, but people that have really watched this video all the time, 
they say she does a little sidestep. See if you can see it. I mean, it's so hard to tell. And that's going to be important, too. I saw a sidestep, but it didn't look like she was off balance. Just one more time. Let me play it for you again. I'm putting the Giphy on uh, TalkMurder.com if you guys want to see it. Now, she goes back into the apartment at 6.09 p.m. There is a photo that they retrieved of her going back into the apartment. But no video? No, no video. And let me get this out the way now. I'm sorry this case is so... um, Back and forth, I kind of just compiled everything. I haven't really sorted it out. The police, one of the reasons they get such a bad image on this case is because they didn't actually go collect the CCTV video right what? away. They It took them about two months to request it. Oh, shoot. So, and, and it gets re- kind of And it was over. already recorded over. Yeah, because it gets recorded over. So... There was actually CCTV video of the shoot (gasps) and everything, and in actually inside downstairs, first floor of the garbage disposal room, and everything. There's video of that, but it was all recorded over. Oh, exactly. So they get a lot of shit for that, and they should. That's fucked. Yeah, that is. They didn't do that. That's fucked. Bad. But question though. Yeah. uh, Does the does the Apartment complex have a have security team like a security guard. Like, shouldn't have someone have been monitoring the, those videos? No, most apartments don't. They just keep mm-hmm. on. It's just like gas stations. They don't have well, someone uh, monitoring well, all day long. Well, sometimes fancy apartments do. Well, I, don't I was just that. asking. Um, so the mm. video was recorded over. So basically, the grandpa. I'm calling grandpa. The grandpa of her, the retired detective, and the waste. What? Butterworth? No, that's a police guy. The grandpa, his name is Lorne. The grandpa and the apartment building manager pulled their money together. It cost like two grand to send what they had, the recorded over tape, to like an IT specialist firm. And they, you know, looked at the zeros and ones. However, they do Hmm. data recovery. Mm -hmm. And this is the only thing they were able to pull out is that video and a still image of her going back into the apartment. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we know she left the apartment, and we know she went back in. Now, the key card shows at 6.09 p.m., that's when her boyfriend gets home. Uh-huh. Card swipe rep- records. Now, at 7.30, because they were supposed to go to dinner with her dad. They had this dinner date plan and everything. So he gets home. He's expecting her to be there so they can go. There's two wine glasses on the table, and there's one broken on the floor. Mm-hmm. This is what he says. She wasn't there, and he instead orders takeout. And when the cops come, there's like 7.45 p.m., the take the takeout delivery guy, Jimmy John's or whatever, comes to the door. He goes down to get the food because they don't have a fob. They can't get in. He retrieves the food. And the guy's like, yo, there's like cops all up in here. You know, you might want to check it out. He walks over there and he immediately knows that it's Phoebe immediately. You know, from what the cops, from what his story is. That's fishy. So he's he gets home at 609. Exactly. Or whatever you said. They're meeting the, her dad out to dinner later. Mm-hmm. She goes. But she's it, not home. She is home. She's in the garbage disposal. Why would a wine glass be missing? No, there were two. 
There were two or, wine glasses broken, on the table. Rather. One was why broken. Why would one be broken? That's why where the would blood there, in the apartment. Also, why would there be two wine glasses if he's saying she wasn't there? She lives there. I know. So, the, the, where would she? Theory be? is, is she put the wine glasses out for them to have pre-wine before the dinner. Got into she an breaks argument. the glass on the ground, as you saw in this one picture. I'm showing you again, and she cuts herself on the broken glass because that happens, and then these little blood droplets fall. Okay, uh, is that her blood? That, that her is her blood. Her blood was on the computer mouse. Her blood was on the floor, and. The apartment door. So then, so she's not in the apartment when this guy gets home, supposedly. No, she's not in the apartment, but her email was open on the computer. They use the same iMac and her email was open. Her Gmail was open. Was there anything that may have made him upset in her email? No, but I do want to say that once family members after, because this wasn't an investigation at all. Okay, this, this what the, the police get there and it's a suicide. That's it. In fact, it wasn't even reopened for three years later. What? This stuff we're reading now, the coroner's inquest was three years later. Oh, my gosh. I mean, this happened in 2010. All this stuff gets compiled in 2013. The police get there and it's like this was a suicide because that happens. People kill themselves by throwing yeah, them no, down garbage. Doesn't shoes. happen. So they immediately say it's a suicide. So that's the direction of everyone, even the autopsy and stuff like that. But what I'm trying to say is, um, well, fuck. What was I trying to say? So, so I was trying to clarify a couple uh, a couple points. So he's so Anthony is saying he's home from work and she's not in the apartment, but she. There were two glasses of wine laid out for them, yeah, or two her, glasses. And her person keys were... Her person keys were there, yeah. but a glass was broken. There was some blood. And he in, doesn't think anything of it and just says, like, oh, I guess we're not going to dinner with her dad. Let me just order me some takeout. No, I thought the dad ordered takeout. What would you do? All right, because Are you I, kidding me? No, I've heard... So I've read a lot of commenters, like, on different forums about this case. Someone was like... You know, if I come home and I'm supposed to go out to dinner and there's a little bit of blood, like my wife is so clumsy, you know, I would just think she cut herself and then went out to get a cigarette or something and not think of it. But then another guy on the forum but was like, I would, be, her I would call 911 and be all hysterical yeah, and everything uh, else. Not only that, but like if I cut myself and there's not like gushing blood, I imagine that you would just get a Band-Aid and clean up the broken glass. Right, but in your purse and your keys are yeah. there. I'd be like, "Where the, f- where the fuck is?" I would, I would be but looking all over the house. She would need her key fob to get back into the building. I would just be like, "Where?" I, so if I, if so, I'm trying to like, I'm really trying to place myself into the situation. I wouldn't call nine one one if it was you. I don't. I, I probably wouldn't call nine one one, but I'd be like, I'd be looking all over the house. I'd be like, where the fuck is he? I'd be, hopefully you have your phone. So I'd call the phone. I would call one of you guys. Yeah. And I'd be like, have you, hey, have you heard from him? Like, we're supposed supposed to be having dinner, especially when you have an appointment with somebody. Yeah. Um, And then, and then I would just be too pissed or nervous to eat something. Yeah. Versus being very casual and be like, I guess I'm going to order takeout. Okay. I want to say before we go any further, there was some problems in the relationship. Of course there was. <laughs> now, this is from fucked. him because we got one side of the story. Obviously, she's dead. She can't tell hers. But 
He goes back. He just retrieved his food. Oh, my God, there's a, a, you know, my girlfriend's dead. He just gets the news. The cops tell him to go back. You know, it's a suicide. Go back upstairs, you know, and just take it easy or whatever the fuck they said. They get a lot of shit from this Did case. he also not – so then, so then, if we're continuing out this scenario – if that happened and I was in the apartment, I'd be like, what the, what do you mean he jumped into a trash chute? Like, that's not a thing that people do. Yeah. I know it's not a thing that people do. That's what the story is about. And then when you think about all the struggle that that girl took to get in there. I want to know more about her illness. Okay, let me get on with it then. I know this is an interesting story. He goes back upstairs. This is his words. So take him at face value and there's a shrine a shrine, you know, how, like, mm-hmm. I take some of your hair and build dolls out like of it? In, like in Hey Arnold. <laughs> That's what I was yes! thinking of. Hey Arnold! Helga Pataki. Yes! Go uh, ahead, read that. This is from the Corners Inquest. According to Antony, the shrine included a photo of himself, a photo of her cat, and some small candles by the bedside table. There was also some yellow postal notes given to the police. Later evidence at a transcript page 1426 tends to establish all the, that all items were located separately on two bedside tables. See Exhibit 16H, photos 100-4. I further note that the photographs... 103-4 simply pictures some posted notes and incense burner with apparently used incense in situ seen on the bedside table. Personal photographs were located on the second bedside table found on the opposite side of the bed photographed at photo photographed at photograph 100. That doesn't sound like a shrine that just sounds like bedside table pictures. Yeah. But it wasn't there before he left that's the thing. What? So he's saying this randomly showed up? I just find it strange that if she was going to commit suicide, like, why she would build a shrine to him and her cat when, like, maybe because those are the things that she loved the most and she wanted to remember them, but why wouldn't she take them with her? I don't know. I'm I'm just... What was her illness? Yeah, what was her illness? I'll get to the illness in two seconds. Let me throw in some more facts for you, and then we'll recollect all the facts so we know where we're at. What are the, What was on the post-it notes? Just listen. Mm. Let me give you these two facts. Were there maybe... incense burned? Just listen, Sorry. Jesus. Yes, there was incense burning in the apartment. Let me give you these two facts. Her blood alcohol content level was 0.16. Okay. Which is, well, in Australia, it's three times over the legal three drive, times. Yeah, driving limit. It's pretty, pretty... Large amount. That's basically probably That's twice six legal. beers, maybe. Probably six beers around there. Maybe four. I mean, she's also very slender. Here's another thing I want to throw in there. She there was something else and there was something else in her system. And this is where we're going to hear from Dr. Will talking about this medication. Oh. But in Australia, it's called Stillnox. Xanax? We know it as Ambien. What's up, TM2M crew? It is I, Dr. Will the Pill, coming to you from your other favorite podcast, Quackery. (laughs) So John and the team, the murder team, asked me to lay a little knowledge on y'all pertaining to a little case they're working on, in particular one drug. So Zolpidem, or Stillnox in Australia, but it goes by a different name here in the good old US of A, you might have heard of it, Ambien. 
So Zolpidem or Ambien is uh, what's known as a hypnotic drug. Oh, it is. So it functions similarly to stuff like uh, Xanax or Valium. Those are benzodiazepines or benzos for short. The main difference there is that Zolpidem uh, selectively targets one part of the the GABA, which is the receptor that benzos work on. So um, Zolpidem works on the alpha-1 subunit, which they found control, you know, causes you to go to sleep. It, It controls sleep and then... The rest of the benzos target all the receptors of, of GABA. So sedative hypnotics like uh, Zolpidem, um, they can cause complex sleep-related behaviors such as phone calls, sexual activity, preparing and eating food, Jesus, somnambulism, <laughs> which is performing simpler complex tasks such as walking while asleep, it just means sleepwalking, uh, or sleep driving. While not fully awake, and in some cases, having no memory of the events. Holy shit. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, if you add alcohol to the mix, it increases the chances for these and the craziness, basically the intensity of craziness as well. So, for reference, uh, Zolpidem levels in the bloodstream typically need to get to about 190 nanograms per milliliter before they start to see these kind of things. They did like a... They, they, they took a bunch of blood um, levels for people who were found sleep driving on Ambien, and they, that's where they started seeing, you know, that, that was the lowest. And so she was over 200 nanograms per milliliter. Um, so the interesting part here, though, is that the standard dose of, of Zolpidem, if you take it to sleep, it's, you usually get a peak level of about 110 nanograms per milliliter. So she was over 200. So she took, so she took more. Oh than the normal dose here. But there was quite a bit mm. in her uh, And when you system. try to stay awake on Ambien, it gets you really fucked up. But not it? just that. You can't drink and take Ambien because that gets you real fucked it, well, up. It wasn't Ambien per se. It's not the Ambien. It's well, actually Zol- Zolpidem. Let's talk about her illness, okay? Now, let me go back into the background a little bit because it's better to talk about her illness if we start from when she was 14. That's when she started drinking and doing drugs. Mm. So she had an addiction. And I'm just going to jump right back into where you left off in her background. She loved climbing things. She, if, if I had to describe Phoebe, and I've, from the research I've done, very, very free-spirited. And she she started smoking and drinking at the age of 14. She started doing ecstasy. And in fact, around this time, she was going through some major, major, major depression issues. And she started taking all kinds of drugs, a lot of different things, ecstasy. I mean, she's basically popping sleeping pills and getting drunk. She's going on bingers. That takes her two days to recover. In fact, when he left at 830 in the morning, what I didn't mention was she was peacefully sleeping from a two-day binge, okay, mm-hmm. where she binges alcohol and designer drugs for days on end, and then she basically sleeps, and that mixed with her depression, she feels self-guilt, she feels worthless, so she tries to drink some more, and she tries to come out of the slump. That's where she was when he left. Okay, that's what the that's what you're not going to see if you research the story in the newspapers and in the daily news and all that stuff. That's the stuff you're not going to see. But that's the stuff we need to talk about. 
because that's the other side to this. Now, as I said, she liked climbing things. This isn't really her illness, but it goes into her free-spirited stuff. That Brandon Hessen... That Brandon Hessen's advice... Evidence. Do I need to read it? Yes. Okay, so Brandon Hessen is one of her friend's uh, confidants. I don't know if they were sexual or not. I couldn't really find that information out from the coroner's inquest. Um, He says that she liked climbing things, and once while they were in Bali together, he saw her climb a tree and, quote, she must have been 15 feet off the ground. I also saw her at a function once when she was quite drunk climbing on a rooftop outside the apartment where the function was. Hmm. She was actually jumping from roof to roof on that occasion. Doing parkour, yeah, but she was completely hammered. Okay. Kind of like Marshall and How I Met Your Mother when they do the jump. Yes. She was also very bad at finances. So she's just like me. Now, this is basically her income. It mm-hmm. says this from the, this from the coroner's inquest. Phoebe's, Phoebe. or Phoebe's, Phoebe's finances were in a poor state. She worked as a receptionist three days a week in an advertising agency. Uh, between October and December 2010, her attendance had been very inconsistent, sometimes not attending for days at a time. Okay, I mean, think about you having a job where you don't show up for days. I would be fired. She was a binge drinker. No, and I'm, not, show. I, I'm not trying to make her seem like an alcoholic drug dealer, but this is a side of story you're not going to get unless you do the research on the story. Mm, I just, yeah. I'm not even thinking alcoholic drug dealer, you know, depression. If you have, you know, untreated depression, that'll do that to you as well. This from her boyfriend, binge drinker, who might go three weeks without a drink. Her drinking to excess on sequential days was unusual. It would vary, but it was a, but it was never a large amount. No evidence of clumsiness, dropping things, or stumbling. There was, however, a personality shift. The way she would speak, her general nature would shift, like literally a different person. She would go from being quite reserved, but she was also quite outgoing, through to a point where there was more laughter, more giggling, and from there to a point where her aggression and anger increase the more she drank here it says she would go weeks without a drink and if she drinking to excess on sequential days was unusual but i wonder how often the personality shift was because that could be every time she drank that's what it said what do you mean well i'm just going because if she had borderline personality disorder no i'm talking about bipolar Oh, maybe going from this is what this is where it gets me. She would. Oh shit! I mean, do that. Sorry. She would go from being quite reserved, even though she was outgoing, to a point where there was more laughter and giggling. So, like, like uh, when you're bipolar, it's mm-hmm. not just it doesn't just flip like a switch. That you go like you can go days where you're depressed and don't want to get out of bed and, and don't want to do anything to a state of where you're manic for a few days or weeks or however long. So if she was having these binges and getting, and maybe that's when she was manic or it could have been happened. I don't know. I don't it's know. Just, a, just very a good theory. Just a thought. Yeah. So I don't know much about the psychology like you do. I do want to point out though, it's probably going to be important in a little bit, but um, her father Dr. Hanzuck was also a psychiatrist. Ah. Anthony was not aware that Phoebe used Lexapro, which that's the stuff I'm on in, or sertraline, um, or that her prescribed dosage of an antidepressant 
antidepressant medication Cymbalta. I always see those commercials. Yeah. Um, that had been increased from 30 milligrams to 60 milligrams on the 13th, September 2010. Ooh, I mean, that's a pretty recent and a big change in dosage. Yeah, but I mean, he, technically speaking, he doesn't have to be aware of that. If she doesn't want to disclose that to him, she doesn't have to. No, no, but, it's good no for, I think I don't, I'm not, yeah. I wasn't thinking about the awareness. I was just thinking changes in medication oh, yeah, can yeah. really impact your. Yeah. No, sorry. I was my my. You know what's funny is when people read things like you. You focus on different yeah. aspects. Suicidal ideation. She was going to a psychiatrist. This from her boyfriend in reference to suicidal thoughts. Anthony testified that Phoebe had never directly spoken to him about suicide, but they had often talked about her struggle. "Quote: Every day was a struggle for her, so I guess it could well be something she was thinking." Now, when she when he finds out she's at the bottom of bottom of a garbage chute, in his mind, from his words, he knows it's because she killed herself. Does that make sense? There's there's two scenarios here. She got into that garbage chute herself, or someone put her in there. It wasn't an accident. Now that now after seeing it well. Was- now, if you no, just I said, watch, I just said that, it, but th- like I was trying to think of the reenactment, like, okay, she, the, whoever, if she, if it, they meant to put themselves there, I but th- maybe they didn't know that that would be the outcome. I think that, I think it was not an accident, but because of her alcohol, le- blood alcohol level and because of her medication and if she was mixing those those substances she either put herself in there or it was very easy to put her in there because the, she's taking two, there's got to be she, one or the other mm. jen either she put herself in there or someone put her in there i know it has to be one or the other but i'm just saying it could be it could be it could be it could be either it doesn't i, I haven't decided yet which one it is i'm saying i've ruled out accident because she right. took because alcohol and antidepressants. You know what? Yeah, if she drops something, she's like, "Oh fuck, my iPhone." Yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking before we saw that reenactment. Right, was so, an accident? Could have been like, "Oh, what if something got caught?" Like, what if a trash bag yeah, got caught? But you her saw that. You saw yeah, yeah, yeah. those things. Those then, are designed for people like me that would fall right, down. But what I'm saying is because right. because of the substances that were in her body, you have two downers. You have alcohol and you have Lexapro. Uh, or you know, it, or something similar to Cymbalta. Ambien, Cymbalta, whatever. Those two, those two together, like it's the same reason you don't take a Xanax and drink. Like you just get, you can get so out of it. So like she probably could have been on, you know, one, two, three, Weird Street. You know, like not knowing what the hell's going on. You know, like. So where are you at now? Give me. Uh, I don't. Where are you weighing? An, I'm just saying that. You are leaning me more towards that it. I see suicide as a plausible. Okay, because yeah. I'm, I'm I'm not saying that's what happened. But if you research this story on your own, just looking at the headlines, you're gonna think this guy killed her. Oh yeah, I mean I thought that yeah. at first. This is what until I, you peel back turn, some of these. Layers. I want to coin that like chicken skin case or something. It's like making a murderer. Yeah. You guys, we all know that Stephen Avery's guilt or Stephen Avery's Stephen Avery's innocent, right? We all know that he's innocent, but then our Talgos Primos that actually live in the area are like, no, that motherfucker's guilty. Mm-hmm. Making a murder, they point, they put the side that gets you to think a certain way. Well, of course, because someone is paying. You know, someone is making money off of yeah. off of that thing. Yeah. They're not just putting it out there to be like for the good of all people. There's an agenda. And there's a podcast 
about this case from the age, you know, which makes me sick because that's a big newspaper in Australia called Phoebe's Fall. Hmm. And it's bullshit. I wouldn't recommend it because they don't they do the same thing as making a murderer. They give you that little bait and they're trying to get you to be like, oh, that motherfucker's a murderer kind of shit. They don't go into this stuff. Hmm. They don't go into the bipolar and all this stuff. They really? don't do that. They just go into the, oh, there's no way someone can throw themselves down a garbage chute. But, I, I mean, even that and 60 there is minutes a way because you saw yeah, her do she, it. She yeah. fit it. Yeah. She fit in there. She did. And that, if it was impossible. It was a struggle. It was a struggle, but, but it's not impossible. Correct. And that means you cannot rule out suicide. Right. But if you listen to that shitty-ass podcast from the age, Phoebe's fall, whatever, Phoebe. Phoebe's fall, that's what you're going to hear. You're going to be like, oh, yeah, he definitely did it. But if you read the 83 fucking page coroner's inquest like I do because I don't have a life, then you're going to start seeing both sides. Uh, uh, how, uh, however, when you think about, and I'm just playing devil's advocate, when you think about the way it sounds police have, have botched the research on this case, maybe the 83 page coroner's report was biased. Okay, all right, it, maybe, but maybe. Just, this I'm could just, have all been resolved had they not fucking. It, yes, it could. And you know, looked at the. If you read the coroner's tape. inquest, which I'm putting the PDF on Talk of Murder, which was done three years after the, the incident, the, exactly. But that's because the the family basically made this really public. But the CCTV, for example, mm-hmm. Sergeant Buttersworth actually told one of his um, what do you call it, subordinates other cops to make sure he has those hard drives before they leave. Okay. So he actually, from the coroner's inquest, they actually thought they had the hard drives. Okay. And then it it was two months later when they needed them again, because now, oh shit, it may be a homicide. So now they realize they didn't have them. That type of shit. It's it's a botch. It's not conspiratorial. Like they make it seem, if you listen to the Phoebe's fall and all those even tw- uh, 60 Minutes, same shit, 60 Minutes Australia, I was fucking pissed. Yeah, I just said, who killed Phoebe on the who, Yeah, thing. exactly. They're doing that same shit. You know what I'm saying? Because suicide yeah. doesn't sell. Yeah. Homicide sells. Right. You know, and, and they, they're doing mystery. that on purpose. Well, but suicide scares people. I'm yeah. just saying, you know, this case is... They should. The, the unique thing about this case is obviously the garbage disposal. If you're going to kill yourself, yeah. why the fuck would you put yourself down She's a garbage a climber. disposal? Maybe she wasn't trying to kill herself. Anyway, maybe she's well, a climber. Well, when I was okay, let's move on. We got a lot to. All right, this is about her illicit drug use. Now, uh, Natalie, that's her sister. Um, further detailed how Phoebe had begun using illicit drugs, which is speed, ecstasy, marijuana, and alcohol from the age of fourteen. She also detailed a time when Phoebe was fifteen. She ran away from home for eight weeks. She left school and later told her mother that she lived with an unknown male and his partner and their newborn baby. The male had just been released from prison. Uh, that sounds safe. Yeah, exactly. So, and I told you the thing about her art teacher that was married, mm-hmm. demanding an affair. In fact, when she was growing up, she actually, her next door neighbor, which was also married, she tried to, not, and I'm not saying that she's a bad person. I'm just saying she's kind of a wild flower. Mm, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay, this is from Dr. Peter Shervin. Now, this is the psychiatrist of Phoebe during 2008 and December 10th, 2009. If you just 
Jen, if you just kind of want to just scroll through here, you don't read it word by word, but just, you know, point out things mm-hmm. that you see. Um, adjustment disorder with depression of moderate to severe degree uh, was when she was 13 to 14. Uh, Phoebe's behavior and sufferings were consistent with diagnosis of the early stages of a borderline personality disorder characterized by unstable, intense relationships, unstable identity, imp- impulsivity in regard to substance use in sexual relations. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, mm. Parent-child relation problems, partner relational problems. Um, Phoebe had a pattern of being involved with older men. Suicidality. So... Um, she from the outset, Phoebe described feeling suicidal at times. These occasions usually followed periods of either binge drinking or relationship difficulties. Okay, just repeat that again. From the outset, no, no, these occasions usually followed. These occasions usually followed periods of either binge drinking or relationship difficulties, which she was getting out of a binge drinking episode. Episode. Yeah. I'm just putting putting that out there. I'm not saying that's what happened, but. Um, also, she had a psychologist, uh, Miss Joanna Young, that uh, testified, quote, at this time, Miss Young considered Phoebe to be a high risk of suicide. She agreed that in such circumstances, it would have been appropriate for her to contact a CAT team. Miss Young further stated. Is that the day of the day that she died? No, this is bef- this is before, but this is just showing you her overall personality. But this is leading up to it. It's about six weeks before. Okay. Yeah. So Miss Young further stated, like Dr. Shervin, that in the time she treated Phoebe, she never felt she was at risk of suicide, pointing out that she only talked about suicide, suicide ideation, while recovering from a binge drinking or relationship difficulties. But she had never been actively suicidal. So for those of you guys... Uh, who are not familiar with the jargon suicidal ideation is when you like have suicidal thoughts or start to think about um, committing suicide but when you're actively suicidal like it means you like you have a plan you're going to commit suicide Um, I read this since you already just said that 170 in this case Miss Young concluded during the phone conversation on November 30th that such a risk was present, inferring that both a means to make, commit suicide and an immediacy about the plan then existed. Then existed. That was November 30th. That was three days before wow. this. this. You're not going to see this in the headlines. Yeah. I'm not saying she killed herself, but you're, I'm telling you, you're not going to see this in the headlines at all. This isn't there. Okay. And it fucking really pisses me off that they don't put that there, to be honest. Her psychiatrist was actually out of the office at one point when she called. And um, let's see. Uh, She had written a handwritten note of the phone conversation her um, assistant did that said, quote, feeling hopeless dash. What is the point? At that point, Miss Young was very concerned that she was indeed suicidal. All right, so let me let's go back and map right quick. What do we got? We got a girl down in the garbage chute. That, and now I want to say this is from. Uh, let me back up a little bit. I'm sorry, I'm jumping around. But forensic officer Louise Brown actually found blood smeared on the floor above the garbage. So it's the garbage disposal chute is a meter off the ground. There's blood on the floor because the thinking is. 
cut her foot on the glass? No, no, not if she cut her foot, but she had to, that's a good point, she had to uh, basically do a handstand to get in there. She has to put, to get in there, you basically have to put your arms on the ground to do it. Hmm. That was, That's the kind of thinking they had. Hmm. So what? What do you guys? Are difficult. you guys still on the fence or what? Okay, so my one of my other questions: How did her boyfriend react to her suicidal ideations and these binges? Was he a supportive boyfriend? Was he a good boyfriend? Or was he really pissed off that she went on yet another drinking bender? The, That's a, a couple days. A couple days before she, he had called her phone. 37 times, I believe, wow. when she didn't come home because she was on a, another bender, mm-hmm. which, you know, when he gets home this time, he didn't call call her at all kind of thing. Mm. The boyfriend, he's older, right? He's dating a 24-year-old, which is addicted to all kinds of drugs. He's paying for her lifestyle. Um, she didn't even go to work. At one point, she was paying him $150 for rent, but that stopped. She was basically, you know, living there for free. And that that weighed on her. I mean, there's a lot of the financial struggles she felt. I mean, she wasn't paying anything. She actually, that went into her psychology of being depressed. Well, of course, because if she's not showing up for work for weeks or days at a time, you're not going to be able to support yourself. And if it's and if it's because of your depression, it kind of starts this whole cycle. You know, if you have an addiction and if your addiction is a coping mechanism and you, you're you not making money so you get depressed and you start drinking when you're depressed and then you can't go to work because you're depressed because you, you know, it's like a, it's like a vicious cycle. It really is. But she also was impulsive according to the diagnosis. Yeah. Because that's, you know, that's characteristic of borderline personality disorder. This is the this is one day before. She wanted to eat. She wasn't very conversational. She was still hungover. It was also always the beginning of beating herself, punishing herself, beating herself up, not in a physical sense, but in a mental sense. It was a real kind of self-loathing. I think she was really starting to struggle to think how she was going to stop this cycle from happening. Okay, can I throw one more wrench in it yeah. without like bogging you guys down too much? No, do it. Do you guys are you guys are more towards murder? No, I'm I might be more towards suicide. I don't know. Because I'm I'm like 50-50 right now. I I do understand that the cops number one, someone thrown down a garbage chute to immediately think it's suicide. Is that wouldn't be my first thought. No, yeah. that, that's laughable. Yeah. Okay. And they fucked up big time. I, but I wouldn't I don't even think they say were... laughable. I say, you know, kind of disgraceful. Oh, let me, before we do that, let, let me talk to you a little bit about this aunt, the boyfriend. Okay. Because. Okay. I mean, I'm kind of like pulling you guys in different because, directions. So, so my <laughs> first thought, you make a really good point with the way you said that, Jen, like, if I'm the police, it's a very strange way to commit suicide. So you're not treating it as a crime scene right away. Mm-hmm. If you treat it as a crime scene right away, you are looking at those videos immediately. You're also probably checking the fingerprints of the shoot. Mm-hmm. So if they didn't assume it was a crime scene, they didn't check to see whose fingerprints were on the fucking handle. They well, did They did check fingerprints on the thing. Now, they it comes out that there was no fingerprints 
at all on the shoot, but that's not that's suspicious. That's what the media says. The headlines say. If I'm you just read saying, the coroner's report, it says not usable fingerprints because there's so many smears. fingerprints. There's so many exactly. fingerprints on Fair. that thing where people are throwing out. But their- that's one of the things the media blows out of proportion. Oh, someone wiped it down. That's well, not that's true. A, that's it another was just good not clarification. A usable. Her, hers was not usable on there, and plus, everyone on that floor. Right. Opens that yeah, damn everyone thing all uses day long. The, the garbage chute. Before, let me throw one more wrench before I throw the big wrench in there. Just talk a little bit about the boyfriend because his father is a retired Supreme Court judge, a very mm. respected Supreme Ooh. Court judge. Who's. Nice has, little conspiracy there. You know, like, and I don't know because I don't have kids, but. A fear of mine is to have really shitty kids. <laughs> okay, for instance, my daughter, Christina Hampel, a 49-year-old drug dealer, gets arrested. Okay, she actually gets arrested in a cocaine police sting. Mm. She got caught on camera selling cocaine in her house. She gets no jail time. What? Ooh. You know what the defense was by that? What? Because since she comes from this judge who's put these people in prison, she'd be a target herself. Kind of bullshit. Ooh. So she gets two hundred year or two hundred years. She gets two hundred hours community service because her lawyer claims that the reason, the only reason she's dealing, I mean, the only reason she's dealing is because she's got to pay for her own cocaine addiction, which makes sense. So you can't really fault her. That's basically what the defense was, right? She got four counts, four counts of drug trafficking. Over here, you're in prison for 15 years yeah. with that. Okay, over and not if you're a Supreme Court judge, is daughter in Australia, you get 200 hours of community service. Shit, you get that for vandalizing something. Yeah, over yeah, here, yeah. what the fuck? Um, That's pretty light. Yeah, and there was actually thousands of dollars in bills in her home during the sting that they returned to her because that money was made legitimately. <gasps> it's bullshit. Okay. Oh, that's bullshit. pretty bad. Yeah, it's bad. So that's why Ooh. people think it's the conspiracy too, because the ju- this is prominent judge. That's his son. Mm. That's suspicious. Exactly. Ooh, that's that's bad. Okay. All right. I feel like I'm just like having a mental like tick marks on yeah. either side. Let, let me throw one more wrench and then I'm going to throw a fucking, I'm going to throw a. You're going to drop I, a bomb on us? I'm going to throw a I'm damn. I'm going to drop a bomb on you. I'm going to get, it's going to be a big one. But I want to know where you guys are after this. Because okay. this is going to sway oh you a little bit. God. But after this one I big I feel wrench, like I like, can't handle this case. This is Abby. Yeah. This is a fucking good yeah, one. This is girl. anxiety. <laughs> Damn. Okay. And I, I'm not getting into it. I'm trying to not for, overload for you real. guys. She did a good job picking this case. Um, But I want to talk to you about sleepwalking. Oh. Now, Dr. Will the Pill... Also is a sleepwalker. I know. I know he is. And he says it's no joke. Uh, let me tell you about my sleepwalking experiences. Even though I never take an Ambien, I, I, I definitely should not because there's a ton of times I do a bunch of crazy shit. Um, one time I woke up, I was sprawled out underneath the bed like a starfish, like completely flat. <laughs> and I'd been dreaming that I was in like 
on the freeway and the cars were like zooming over me and like I basically thought my bed was a car. Uh, Another time I was trying to smash a door down to like help a bunch of people escape from some, I don't know, we were captured and I I woke up and I was gently smashing my dresser into the wall and the TV on it was like wobbling, like almost about to fall. So I opened the door and my roommate is standing out there with his pistol like he thought some shit was going down. Oh, God. And then another Jesus. one in the same place. I actually thought that the house was on fire and I jumped out of the window. <laughs> Luckily, that time, we were living on the first floor. Oh but God. I did have to replace that uh, screen. Oh, God. So, Fusion uh, John, you can cut this or, or not cut this. So, one of my—you met her. This was back when we first started dating. I have had a coworker um, who was a— business partner with me whose husband killed himself <gasps> while he was a, a, while he was sleepwalking what how and he he never had any any suicidal thought like super happy person no issues but they were traveling um for, back from Europe um one like they had just gone on a two week trip. They were in Ireland. They were jet lagged, and he he slept walked before. And once, like, was found himself. He was like at a friend's house, and like was like walked across a highway once. Oh my god! And so it happens when he's like really tired, mm-hmm. and so he was really jet lagged, and he he shot himself. <gasps> I mean, she she knew he was like kind of asleep right before it happened. Okay, the the alcohol mixed with the Stillnox, the Ambien pill, causes major sleep disorders. Okay, there's plenty of cases with this very particular drug mixed with alcohol, multiple cases. Mm-hmm. In fact, mm-hmm. there's one case that I was looking up where a, a man actually, it was claimed that he climbed over the railings, you know, of this, uh, I think it was like a 30... But a 30 uh, story apartment building or something. It was a huge apartment building. He climbed over the railings and the family's like, fuck no, that's a murder. He wouldn't climb over the railings. No. That's bullshit. No, after knowing and my then story, I totally Two weeks later, that. guess what? Here's a CCTV. No one's there but him climbing over the rail. It's sad, but he did it. He was sleepwalking and wow. he's dead. I had my very first night terror mm. a couple of nights ago. Uh, not night terror. Excuse me. I had my very first bout of night paralysis a couple of nights ago, and let me tell you, it's, that was spooky. I. It's not if you know what it is. But I didn't because I. This never happened to me before. I felt like I couldn't breathe, and I felt like I heard someone whispering to me. It was very. That's because hmm. you're in a hip, hypnogognic state. So if you like, so I used to do lucid dreaming a lot. Yeah. And if you, there's two ways you can lucid dream. Number one is you. You're already dreaming, and then you realize that you're dreaming. That you're dreaming. Yeah, the other that way that's really hard to do is actually put yourself in that state yep. by just being really still, and then your body goes through that paralysis. Yeah, because it's crazy. Because if you just sit still and you don't move, your mind and body are really not as connected as you think they are. Right. Because you you'll notice that your foot just twitches or, or your finger twitches. A part of your body just twitches for no reason. Yeah. That is your brain basically seeing if you're awake, huh. if you're going to move. If you don't move, your brain knows you're asleep. 
Isn't that fucking crazy? Yeah, that is. And after that twitch, that's when you go in sleep paralysis. And basically, it. and the reason we have sleep paralysis is so you don't sleepwalk. So you don't right. jump off the fucking balcony. Yeah. You know? But you see dogs, like, always, you know, running yeah. in their dreams. That's because th- they don't have sleep paralysis <laughs> like we do. So they, they actually act that shit out. Guys, in my dream the other night, too. Sorry, this is real quick. I, like, had deja vu, like... In my like, I had a dream where I remembered a dream that I had previously had. It was like dreamception. It was hmm. crazy. I told you my dreams are so vivid, but it was nuts. It was read crazy. that head. Read that headline. Sleepwalking girl survives 100 foot fall after terrifying climb over a hotel oh my, balcony. Oh my goodness! See, but when you there you're, is a video if you want to see it. When you're in that kind of state, though, 100 like, feet fall. You're, you're, 100 feet. Your body must be like in some type of protective like. No. Oh, no. But I you're mean, not expecting it, so you don't, like, you just well, kind of, yeah, like... But I think she does, it's because her weight. I mean, you know, if it's like a cat. You throw a cat off 100. If a cat was the size of a human, it'd die. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the if the cat had the pro- pro- proportionality of a human, it would die. It's just because we're, like... Well, you want to try throwing, like, a lion off a 100-foot building? And it would die. But, like... A oh, ca- yeah, I guess if you think of the Lion King's... All right, Mufasa anyway, died. Right, let's go on this. Um... But I could, I, I mean, that's a very, very interesting. Here's knowing a, the that personal story that I know yeah. too, like yeah, it, that theory. tragic thing does happen. Here's another one, another case with still knocks and alcohol. Um, this woman had Ooh, killed in herself. Australia. Yeah, in Australia. So this is a rampant thing. She wasn't prescribed uh, still knocks. Her boyfriend was, and she was taking the pills. And in fact, Phoebe. when Wait, is, Phoebe was, is, and when she. When he came home, because I, I didn't mention this yet, but the day before to check on her because she had texted her whole family this crazy message, he actually grabs the Stillnox bottle and takes it to work it so was, she wouldn't abuse it. Was Stillnox the Ambien type thing? Yeah, Ambien. Okay. So Dr. Anoop Desai, which was hired by the defense, he's a Ph.D. in sleep medicine. Okay, this guy... Because the family wants a def- affirmative. Yeah, you can't. This isn't a thing. This is a watching his entire interview. This is the key points. Judging by the level of alcohol and still knocks in her, there could be only one of two side effects that occur. Number one, she's physically incapacitated. Basically, she is in a still coma. And I put in my notes, this may explain why she didn't go kicking and screaming. Because she died in the shoot. Yeah. Okay? Let, Nicole, I, I'm going to stuff you down a garbage chute. Please don't yell and scream and kick and give all these mm. defensive wounds on me. You know? Right. Like, what the fuck? She didn't do any of that. So either she's incapacitated where she's just dead to the world, and he basically stuffed her down there like a fucking sausage. Because, I mean, you saw that one girl. She Her elbow was like, ah, fuck it. I mean, someone's got to push. Yeah. So she's either dead to the world, not kicking and screaming and waking up everyone. Or, number two, the ability to get in the shoot was enhanced by a delusional determination. Mm. Okay? That's the only two. And he claims it could go either way. Now, he's for the defense, but he says, it, I can't. Tell you one way or the other, but the only thing I can tell you, which I didn't really get into, but the coroner should have left the investigation open, and he didn't. But that was his only thing. Open where if there was new evidence, they could reopen it. Mm. So what do you guys think? 
after giving you that. <sighs> was that the bomb? Or is the bomb coming? No. That's not the bomb. Oh what? God. That's not the fucking howitzer shell. <laughs> what happens to the bomb on the bus? Okay, tell me where you are right now, and then I'll give you yeah. the bomb. Sleepwalking. Yeah, shit. That that may have... Cause uh, just, you, just, cause of, just because of the substances in you're her body. Going, you're going against 99.9.999% of the population by saying that. We're going to get all kinds I of angry emails. I don't care. I don't care about that. I don't care what the people think I have to say. I just... Just knowing... Knowing her... Knowing her history of depression and use of the uh, use of, uh, or abuse of substances in the like that's like a Molotov cocktail for for like just taking two downers like that. That's just not it's not safe. That's why they tell you not to do it. But you saw how impossible it was to get yourself in that shit. It, but it but, was possible. But but be, it, it's kind of like if you're on a freaking trip, if you're taking recreational drugs you don't know what the what what's going on you know she could have been having a trip or she was like all liquefied and you you know you don't know what's going on in her brain it's 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 it's, you're in a totally different state yep i want to say we're going to get in trouble for this because abby's she says she's 1000 percent positive it's a murder i don't know abby I don't know, so girl. She's gonna, so it's not just me, Abby. We don't have enough now, evidence right now. So, yeah, I would say, like, I, I want you guys otherwise. to promise me. I basically gave, I mean, ask me anything. I basically know the well, whole story. Well, there's one other bomb you're going to drop. Yeah. So right now I might be leaning suicide. No, 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 and no. Then... You need to promise me right now you're not going to change your mind. After oh, I, I can't this. promise you that. It has nothing directly to do with the story. So just promise me right now. I can't promise you that. Because, okay, at least let me just, let me lay down where, where my head's at right now. Okay, so there's a few things that are suspicious with this boyfriend. The okay. Supreme Court thing is very suspicious. All right, now, however, there is not enough evidence against the boyfriend or someone else for me to say murder. Suspicious, yes, but enough to convict somebody, no. A reasonable doubt. Absolutely reasonable yeah, it's doubt. Not beyond a reasonable doubt that he killed her. The police definitely screwed up quite a few things yeah. from the get-go here. Yeah. Um, oh, they definitely did. Let's not even... I mean, I'm sorry. Are you going to tell us what you think? Yeah, I'll tell you what I think. You guys want to know what I think? Yeah. Well, you know the whole... You have the bomb. I, I do have the you bomb. Have I the, have the bomb. You have the code to the, the nuclear weapon. I just weapon. the fuse of this bomb, uh, and I'm sorry, Abby, but I, I do think it's a suicide. Ooh. Because let's lay out the facts. Um... And there's a lot of stuff I didn't go into. I'm just going... Sorry, can about I About the just, mental health thing. Can I put... Can I put caveat? Yeah. I don't think it... W- I, I think... Oh, I know I said it couldn't be an accident. I don't think it was an intentional suicide, but I don't think it was an accident either. Well, does that make sense? Like, I I, don't think think it was an intentional suicide. No, I oh because you think she was was under the influence. I think she she intentionally climbed into the into the garbage disposal, but without the intent of killing herself. That's my 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 thing too. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't believe it was suicide either. I I believe it was sleepwalking. sleepwalking or. Under the yeah. influence, I of do drugs. believe it. I 100 believe it was sleepwalking. Let's lay out a little bit of the facts right here. Key card, huge for me, huge for the key card. Okay, yeah. not only that, but what I didn't go into because I didn't have time. But there were multiple witnesses, you know, from clients to people that work with Anthony that actually saw him that day. So I was thinking, well, he could have hired someone, but who is going to get in there without a key card? And not only that. 
Nicole, I love you to death, but if I was going to kill you, the last fucking thing I would do is throw you alive down a garbage chute. Yeah. Because I don't know how those damn things even work. And how do I know is you're not because when I think going down a garbage chute, I'm just like, woo. Yeah, I just think of like trash bags at the bottom. Exactly. Trash bags at the bottom. I didn't know those things had a compact. Yeah, me either. Then you walk out with two broken legs and I'm in prison for attempted murder. That's the last way in hell I would kill you. Like, especially... Futuristic Supreme Mouse. We already know he's going to put the air bubbles into your veins. Let me say, say, there's so much, so many easier ways to kill uh, this poor woman. And what I'm trying to say is she's already on... Not to be I'm not trying to be insensitive, but if to think rationally, if he really wanted to kill her, which I don't think he was, okay, I think this was just a fucking tragic accident, just like that one guy that... It was a homicide investigation until the camera came out. Mm-hmm. Okay. If he wanted to kill her, I think all he had to do was uh, mix up some more of those still noxes and make her overdose. Oh, yeah. I think that would have been completely Absolutely. easy. Yeah. She had, he had es- all the evidence of especially, suicidal thoughts and stuff like that. Yeah, especially with her, pro- especially with her propensity to abuse the two, the two together. I think it would have been like, oh, well, here you go, you know, sad sad story about how abusing narcotics and then it wouldn't be you. a media circus like exactly. this would turn into a media circus. this yes. is a media circus because the media is a fucking circus they, That's they don't true. They, they oh garbage shoot it's just like that headline from the 60 minutes australia who killed her well can't she climb in there herself now uh real quick a uh, little bit about the mental health again uh she would cut herself quote this from the inquest and now this is her family coming to the inquest and saying this stuff. At the time, Jeanette spoke to Phoebe about a cut on her arm. Phoebe admitted that she had done it deliberately, but stated that it was not suicidal. They agreed that Phoebe would contact her grandmother at any time of the night if similar thoughts happen again. Her grandmother like also came back. Plan. Her grandmother also came back and said on Tuesday, two days before, 30th November, she called her because she was on heavy drinking and taking ecstasy. Um, th- she also sent a very weird, weird text message. Do you guys want to see it? Yeah. To her yeah. whole family. And so, so if you read, because the, the grandpa got his own inquest PDF thing sent out, and it's 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 heartbreaking, but it's they the family starts from the ground that Anthony is the killer. And if you look at it from that point of view, everything it's like um, if you're a hammer, every problem is a nail type of shit. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Or this is this is what Phoebe had sent to her family at 10:32 a.m. on Wednesday, the first of December. As one day before the murder, right? Or or you her know, death. Whatever. A bizarre generic text message was sent from Phoebe's iPhone to iPhones of. Natalie, Len, Tom, was all her family, like, and Nikolai yeah. Hanjuk, Jeanette Campbell, who is in Mayakuta, Russell Marriott, Michelle Savona, Phoebe's employer, and Anthony Hample. The text message was precisely constructed and well punctuated. You, well, hold on one second. You see where it says precisely constructed? This is the uh, the family members trying to say that she couldn't have written this because she was drunk. And their whole defense was she can't climb in there if she's so drunk. That, you know, and that's, that actually is opposite. But, that's, but, you, but you see where I'm coming from. The, the verbiage yeah. is they mm-hmm. use and stuff. Go ahead. Sorry. The following is an accurate reproduction. Hi, family. 
I am in bed about to sleep, and when I wake, all capital, I will turn into the most incredible human being you've ever seen. Not. I will go to the hosp- I will go to hospital. It's safer there, and I hear the special tonight is tomato soup. Delicious. Nutritious. I love you all very much, but not enough to send an individual text. Sorry about Sorry about that, but time is sleep, and I must be on my way. Merrily, merrily, merrily. Life is but a dream. Well, that, she, that she was alive at that point, and in fact, this was the day before. The grandmother, Jeanette, actually contacted Anthony and was like, you better get your fucking ass over to that apartment and check on her to make sure she was alive, and she was. Okay. That, Does that do it for you? Is that the bomb? That text? Yeah, that's the bomb. No, I'm about to fucking blow <laughs> this that, shit out of the water. Dude. Because that, that, <laughs> that, I don't know, that text, that, uh, You think that's a fucking bomb? No, this I This is going to be a fucking I don't think it's a bomb, North but, Korean you know, missile. Now, now I'm just kind of like, I don't even know anymore. I'm, I'm easily to... swayed, I guess you can say. All right, let's do it. I'm, I'm deli- the fuse has been lit. We got to throw this bomb before it blows the fuck. Okay, let's now, go. I'm... Fire the but I think what's interesting about that text, though, is the last line about row your boat and how life is but a dream. Yeah. And, it's in, and it's indicating that maybe she's going to die in her sleep. OK, now this is Bailey Schneider. Who is this? Well, this is the new girlfriend of Anthony who was found dead. At the front door as well. OK, at the time of her death, Miss Schneider had been in a relationship with. Promoter Anthony Hampel, 51. So this is a few years later. On a winter Saturday morning, this is from The Age. One year ago, Cameron and Sabine Schneider went to a local shops telling their daughter they would be back in an hour or two. She was curled up on the couch in the lounge room next to the family dog, Edna. Talking intently into her phone, she had attended a backyard barbecue with Mr. Hampel the night before, and she was upset with rowing with him after rowing after rowing with him by the time her parents left she had recovered her composure when the schneiders returned they found their eldest girl lying unconscious on the kitchen floor her head uncomfortably placed in the skirting boards near a corner cupboard around her neck with was a cord from her bedroom she was dead very suspicious suicide Traces of cocaine and a relatively low blood alcohol level. She had been having a difficult time in the months leading up to her death. Became more secretive, working at strip clubs, unhealthy influences, model shoots. So it is like the Al theory because remember he actually had a wife that died before. His oh, other the same wife. way. It wasn't a wife. It was a friend. A friend. Who he said he adopted yes. her children. Which so weird. basically a very weird way to die she was basically found hanged and if you read the article you remember the wire where the guy hung himself well he didn't hang himself but he was like on the floor yeah and then the detective um noticed that he wasn't long enough the same thing she wasn't actually long enough to do that to herself the the rope wasn't long enough to do it to herself and i didn't dive too deep into this but it's very suspicious most confounding is the lack of an obvious point in the kitchen from which the 178-centimeter-tall woman could have hung. Police and coronal off- officers returned to Schneid- the Schneider house in April to again study the kitchen area and take photographs. 
So she was but, found hanging by a cord. So she apparently killed herself, just like Phoebe. Just like how um, the police had to return to decide if it's a homicide or not, like the last case. Well, I think they were more on this one, but it's still, it's still, uh, he's still walking around free. So that's the bomb. Um. Uh, <laughs> so, I don't know. So, I mean, I, I mean, I mean, number number one, if you guys don't learn anything today, is don't fucking date this dude. Holy at shit. At least it's a bad battle luck. What? Yeah, exactly. Um, so, so is this coincidence? Can you have two well, girlfriends that kill themselves? Um, it's. You could, but... In such a weird way, at her family's at her family's home. So when you add this component to it, I could easily say, okay, well, maybe How he is this used... component? No, no, no. So you, it's, it's, it's context. So before, you see the majority of the things that are like suicide, you know, suicidal ideation. She's got bipolar just, or borderline personality disorder. Um, she sleepwalks. She's... Influ- heavily into drugs and drinking, binging, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Well, that could easily be covered up. That's a good cover-up for something like this. Mm-hmm. This uh, title here from True Crime Society says, Two dead women both had one man in common. Bad luck or something more? Hmm. She was a 25-year-old. Holy shit. He's dating young ones, man. He's dating women half his age. No shit. Gross. No public ruling of cause of death has been made. Police are continued to investigating unanswered questions. If Bailey did kill herself, what had led to her decision? I mean, yeah. maybe he is just like, you know what I was thinking? Like maybe he's like these girls are just so uh, inf- influenced, uh, so manipulative. Um, manipulated manipulated by you know he's an older man and maybe he's just like you know what just do it just just kill yourself type of thing you know and really driving that point home and maybe he's one of those types of murderers because then you oh you mean like michelle carter yeah because then obviously you wouldn't need to come back into the house and kill her because she was going to do it herself you know it's like you could have alibis it's Maybe this is a whole uh, epidemic that's coming up now because I've been seeing a lot of it now. It's like convincing people to kill themselves. Yeah. You know, and, you know, he is an older, older guy. So and I feel like younger women do, you know, kind of look, uh, look up to older men, you know, and kind of follow more of their advice. I don't know. So what do you guys think now? I mean, I, I basically gave you everything that was about this story. I left out some details, but they were pretty minor compared to her. There's just not enough on this other case. I mean, it, they're, they're two separate things. Yeah, but this this case shouldn't matter. That's what I'm saying. It's two separate because things. Because this could be a coincidence. I'm just saying. It could be, but context, like their connections matter. They okay. do. Okay. If because you, if they, mm, no, they do. If you had a history so. of all of your ex-girlfriends that mysteriously dying. That would not make me dying, a murderer. It would. It would it, not make. Me it a would murderer. not make you a murderer. But I would say, well, Jesus, that's fucking weird that John's ex girlfriends all mysteriously died somehow. Well, huh. <laughs> like, like weird. Like Joe Goldberg. <laughs> but <laughs> but here's the thing. But it's just like the trash shoot. 
Is it impossible for her to do it? No, it no. is not. No. Is it impossible for her to d- for him to date seven other women from now and they all kill themselves? No, it it's is not, not impossible. The probability theory say, says it is not impossible. It's not, but like, what's the probability? Here's my thing. It doesn't matter. It's still possible. I, I if, get it. If you did not give me the this last piece of information about this case and... A combination, a, a combination of this last piece of information and that text message, I would still be one hundred percent in suicide, intention, unintentional suicide. But, I don't think the te- the text message for me actually led to more of the unintended suicide. No, no, no. To me, see, see but but if so, you okay, so sorry, sorry. If you just showed me that when you showed me that that text message, I was like, "Ooh, that's kind of sketchy." But then you showed me that text message and this case. Now, if you just showed me this case without that text message, I would have been like, "Oh, that's unfortunate." But I just think those two pieces at the end just kind of were like, uh, "I don't know." So you think it was the guy writing the text message? To I cover think it, it might have been. I think it might have been this. Uh, this because who from... says that she had her phone the whole day? Anyway, this is from the Daily Mail. Mysterious death of Model Twenty Five is now being treated as a murder. Oh. One year after her body was found on her kitchen floor in suspected suicide. This is from the 12th of December, 2019. Oh, wow. That's recent. But that doesn't mean he did it. Can you scroll down a little bit? Okay. The model was found slumped against a cupboard with a gold cord tied around her neck, leading investigators to initially believe she had taken her own life. And then it talks about, well, it's the same thing with the wire. The cord isn't long enough type of shit. Um but like, I mean, you know, he. Wait, can you? Uh, sorry, I, I actually want to read some of this. I mean, he could be a serial killer, and he's just finding really unique ways to do it. That is a possibility. But honestly, man, with the garbage thing, I don't buy it. And it, it's not that I don't buy it. My my end result of all this is, if I'm on a jury, I couldn't say guilty there's too much reasonable doubt even if with, i knew about this case no with, without without the cctv you can't and plus that's another thing like i mean he knew there were cameras there and that he was going to be caught dragging her through the damn hall and shoving her down a garbage Good point. Chute, you know it's like dude that's just so much work to put her alive down a garbage chute, not even knowing if she's going to die. It he may just also have a pattern ridiculous of behavior to me, of... man. It seems outrageous, more outrageous when you think about that. Her stuffing or him stuffing her body that's still alive down a garbage chute and no one hearing screaming or no defensive wounds or nothing and not even knowing if she's going to die than to just... Kill her with some sleeping pills. It seems out fucking rageous. He to could me. have a pattern of being attracted to women who are exactly. I, I I think I think issues. that I think you hit that on the head. I think these uh, women that he is meeting have depressions and all kinds of disorders from they the have outset. Daddy issues or whatever exactly. that's causing them to date. All right, so that's basically the Phoebe story. Phoebe's fall. Any questions? I'm still I'm still leaning towards the unintended suicide on 
this one. Future Sorry, John, Abby. John, you have swayed me. You're going to be pissed, Abby. But And I wanted to be on your side. I did. I 100% did. And I was at first when I started listening to the podcast and I only listened to like two episodes and I was like, you know what? I got to dive in further. And then I really started diving in and I, I, I don't see it. I, well, I, I don't see it. I, I don't see how it's. I, I I could see easily how you could get there, but I appreciate that you went a little a little further and found yeah, some more. Information. I don't think he did it, and I know you're gonna hate that. But I hope I laid out a good enough information that came out. I think he's definitely doing some shady shit, though. Oh right? yeah. Like, oh his, no. They they had found marks weird. on her neck and stuff and her arms. Where I mean, he's definitely a piece of shit. He's definitely probably pushing her around. But that doesn't mean he's killing her, killing him. You know what I'm saying? He's definitely a shithead. Let's not let's not discount that. Oh, we didn't know about. The I mean, look, look at him. He looks like a complete d bag. He's dating 25 year old models that are you know on heavy drugs, and he's probably beating them. Like he's making their life hell. So let's not get that wrong. Do we know that? We no, we don't know that. But I'm just saying, like he's probably not the best guy. But he's not uh, killing them well, by throwing them down garbage chutes, in my opinion. But was he abusing that one girl? They did find mar- like uh, wrist hold marks, you know, from being grabbed and, and dr- you know, drug or thrown around. She had marks around her neck, maybe being choked. But that, like I said, doesn't mean he killed her. He just maybe, you know, hit her and stuff. But that doesn't mean he shoved her down a garbage chute. Uh. I mean, it doesn't, but that's it just also means he's a big asshole, probably not good. Yeah, I mean, that, that, so thing if someone is abusive, it can easily escalate to something worse. Yeah, but I don't think, in my mind, it's to kill someone by throwing their still alive body down a garbage chute and not even knowing if they're going to die is is literally outrageous. He, to did me. they even check to see if he was impaired at the that evening? No, he was at work, and and his clients even had that, alibis. That doesn't matter if he was at I work. Mean, but after he, he may he, be impaired, but that isn't. I mean, he might not be thinking about the fact that there were cameras. Now he could have gotten home and thrown her down there because it was I, yes, yeah. That timing know, still works. The timing yeah. still works. I mean, that, that could have happened. That's definitely possible. With and they could have had a scuffle real quick. You know, and then because mm-hmm. she was found probably 45 minutes later, that could have happened. But mm. it's you know, tough. It's it's, just, and, and the crime scene is tough if it's only yeah. involving the two of them because they both live there. But he it's not like he so, went and cleaned up all the blood. You know what I'm saying? But like there wasn't a lot of blood in that. I house. know, but it was like on the mouse and stuff. And granted, the police didn't get the computer and the and all the computers in the house and all that stuff. But that almost makes it it almost makes him more believable if he left the blood where it is. Because exactly, if, that's what I'm trying to say. Because if she if she just cut her hand on the glass, like oh crap, my wine glass fell. Like that, you know. Exactly. That's that. From and I didn't see the interview of him or whatever, but from the questions that the the coroner's inquest asked him, he seemed. He's not like trying to make up all this stuff and, you know, trying to get out. It just seemed he was being honest from what I read, you know. But anyway, that's my uh, Phoebe story. Mm. Sorry, Abby. Not on your side tonight. Still a great story. Yeah. 
That, it, uh, that I am very conflicted on that. Yeah. Um. Even like even just at the last second, we we're like, oh, there are marks that he may have been yeah. abusing her. That yeah. changed a lot for me, actually. Yeah. Yeah. The marks were the same as my note. I mean, well, the note for me. Like the the information about the marks for yes. you was the same about the note for me. Yes. And I could have gotten into a lot more, but honestly, we sit here for and the three phone. Hours. Now the phone. Yeah, I'll yeah. put the PDF on uh, talk murder. You guys can do that whole phone thing if you want. I'm not really good with that GPS location tracking. I know she did have two phones. One of them was broken, and there was some suspicious timings of some calls and text messages. But I don't. Th- like I read all that stuff, honestly. I think I I'm going with the sleepwalking because it, there's a lot of cases where it happens, and a lot of cases people are like, someone killed my husband or my family member, and then they find out it was the sleepwalking on this pill. But uh, oh, another center- interesting side note that I found: Stillnox is now banned in Australia. Oh. And it is actually the only country in the world where Zolpidem. Is banned. There you Whoa. go. Uh, you know, I hope you guys enjoyed this little medicine minute. Medicine with, uh, minute. Dr. Pill here. Uh, and don't Dr. forget Pill. to go check out Quackery. Yes. Uh, and subscribe if you like it. All right. Ah, yeah. Ah. 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 Thanks, Will. Will. Thank Thanks, you so Dr. much, Will. Man. Yeah, go check out Quackery, guys. It's the new podcast. Will does it. It's fantastic. I produce it and I sit there and just laugh all the time. But anyway, yeah, what do you guys think? I like that medicine minute. Medicine minute, yeah. That's cute. All right, so that's it. Um, that's my Phoebe story. And I hope you guys like that. That's for you, Abby. I love those type of cases. Yeah. yeah. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to hit that subscribe button on whatever podcasting app you use. If you like the story, you can follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. If you're absolutely obsessed with this podcast and want to become our rubbish, go to talkmer.com slash join. Become a Talk Supremo. Get a bat. Um, get a badass t-shirt sticker swag a lot of love shout it out all over the place tell me what story you want me to do i'll research and dedicate you on talk about me podcast my name is john here with jen and nicole and until next time i said oh lord jesus it's a fire you gotta start taking those pills babe i'm putting those pills in my ass are you because they're not working are you boofing them that you had secondhand contact with this penis on your face, so. <laughs> I peed in her shampoo. Ew. She was so mad because I didn't tell her for like two weeks. You did not. Pretty sure he did. Luckily, the bottle was pretty much empty. But... Ew, John, that's terrible. I mean, he uses the same shampoo. So it's... You leave it on the flizz. You left that conditioner on the flizz. You don't think I pee on something on the flizz. If it's on the flizz, I'm going to pee on it. On versus in the bottle is really different. All right. Well, we'll be going to Charleston soon. Okay. So. Let's, y'all want to do's? Maybe. I'm just saying on my size. I'm trying to do's. <laughs>